Guten Tagen, Konnichiwa. I am Adrian Lozano, and this is episode 173 of the Adrian Lozano Show. Whoa, 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 whoa. Thank you for listening. Now on with the show. On today's episode, I talk about a little movie I saw called The Batman. I saw it. Do be careful, Adrian. I never read the headlines on my show, but I do miss headlines from the Jay Leno show. I mean, the Tonight Show, not the Jay Leno show. The Jay Leno show was garbage. The Tonight Show, you know, with Jay Leno. That was a show. The uh, important thing to remember is that, holy shit, did I forget my accent? Oh my fucking God. That's crazy. I have some listeners in Ireland and I hope, I hope I don't offend them because they're, they're awesome for listening. You are awesome for listening. And they're like, it's a good thing he's not doing one of those British accents. Thank goodness. What accent is this? This is a Texas accent. This is what a Texas accent sounds like, don't you know? Bagora! Bagora! Saints preserve us. The Boondock Saints. Alrighty then. Um, there's a bunch of fucking shit going on all over the world. I don't talk about that here on the show because I'll probably get something wrong, you know? And then I can never undo it, you know? It's Once it's done, it's done. So that being said, how are you doing? How are things going with you? Are you okay? Annie, are you okay? Hey, can I share something with you? Did you know that when I was a little boy, I used to watch David Letterman and Jathan Leno that's right, I watched them both. I thought one was funny for different reasons. My parents also watched both of them. But the important thing to remember is they both had gimmicks like the top 10. The top 10 on The Late Show with David Letterman was fucking hilarious. Fucking hilarious. And that meatball on top of the Christmas tree fucking hilarious now you go to Jay Leno and what does he do he's got jaywalking which isn't as good really it's not that good and then he's got headlines which isn't that good really it's not that good so I'm telling you I like the bit headlines but anybody could have done that anybody anybody the late show with David Letterman there was a show that supplied you with good music also late night with Conan O'Brien that I saw System of a Down on Late Night with Conan O'Brien. Can you believe that? I just bumped into the mirror that I usually look at. I got new glasses. I got new glasses. I just noticed that. Wow, when did I get these? Alrighty then. Um, I am going to get to the Batman. I'm going to get to him in a minute. Chill your horses. Calm your stirrups. Is it stirrups? Don't get me stirred up. Steer it up. 
chuck-wonk, chuck-a-wonk, chuck-a-wonk. Little darling. Okay, anyway. The important thing is... A podcast I like came back. A little podcast called Nexus of All Realities. It's by Paul Matthew Carr. And it's about... The Man Thing. Am I happy he's back? Very much so. This guy's been gone for over a year. Who knows what happened to him? Does it really matter? No, it doesn't. What matters is he's doing the show again, and he's just as fucking witty as ever. So if you like Man-Thing, even a little bit, you should definitely check out Nexus of All Realities. Paul Matthew Carr. He does other podcasts, but if you ask me, he's wasting his fucking time. He needs to focus on the Nexus of All Realities. Bagora! It's the important thing. He's a good guy, though. Don't get me wrong. He's a nice guy. Send him a, a tweet and he tweeted back at me. He quoted me. I was twatted. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Anything else new going on, Adrian? What you want to tell the people about? Anything else new? Mm, pasta Vajania. Uh, nothing else new right now, but I do have my designs on Redbubble and Society6. Don't forget to check those out. I still hope to make money from those ones. One day. One day. <laughs> Just check it out. Ah! Ah! All right, friends, we're outside with the sounds of nature. And uh, this is how we're going to do this particular episode. I'm going to talk about the Batman here. Oh, birds included. Why not? Fuck it. Um, uh, so, full-on spoilers if you haven't seen the Batman. Uh, I'm going to talk about the Batman story first and foremost. Okay, here we go. So, that's how it starts off with the bird chirping. No, it, um, the first thing I remember it starting off with was, um, them really introducing Batman as a, um, as an element of the shadows, how he is, um, he is the shadows. And there's also some Batman narration, which uh, I really liked, I really enjoyed. Um, the thing about narration is that, you know, the person narrating usually survives. Like nine times out of 10, they're gonna be there. Um, so, you know, it's kind of hard to, to narrate a story without giving away the fact that the person telling it is going to make it. So there's that. Um, it starts off, though, with people uh, being, I guess, criminals. Uh, you've got a drophead robbing a store. You've got uh, drops are the drugs that they use in this movie. you got a drophead robbing a store. You've got uh, this gang that's uh, about to hassle a dude that just got off of the subway car. You've got a graffiti artist spray painting. Um... 
and then they all catch glimpse of the uh, bat signal in the sky and the drop head that you know Rob the convenience store goes and is about to run down the alley and before he does that he looks up and sees the bat signal and then looks into the alley again and sees it's just absolute darkness and he's just like no thank you and backs into the street and gets hit by a car which is pretty funny gets up and runs away too because that's what that's how drug addicts are oh man okay um the next thing i remember was um the graffiti artist was you know spraying his name or whatever and then looks up sees the fucking bad signal drops the can of spray paint it rolls into a, you know like a, I guess a corridor or whatever uh, rolls into a dark hallway um in the building he was just spray painting it and he's just like goodbye spray paint can i'll see you later and then takes off you know it's like fuck it it's not worth it i don't need i don't need that spray paint can um i thought that was awesome uh the gang on the subway uh car or i guess it's uh what do they call those um railway monorail what's that spell monorail monorail all right um they are all painted with uh with this like white and black on their faces they've got like black circles around their eyes and uh, they're i guess going to initiate a new member and he's got like half of his face painted i guess tonight he's going to get the rest of his face painted which sounds really erotic but uh who knows who knows what they were going to get into anyway batman comes out of the shadows beats the fuck out of their uh, quote-unquote leader, then gets into a brawl with them all. Um, I want to go into the fights later, but uh, anyway, he saves the guy on the train, or on the, the station, and um, half-faced guy looks at him and like, in fear and runs away. Um, let's see here. After that... Oh, no, no, it starts off... That was after the fact. The very first thing I'm remembering now is... Um, the Riddler stalking a dude and killing a dude, and that dude is the mayor, and um, beats the fuck out of him with like a trophy, uh, trophy base, um, and then it goes into the Batman stuff. That's how like it starts during the day, and then um, that night the mayor is on the phone like talking about some bullshit, and then wham, right in the back of the head from the Riddler, who comes out screaming. I gotta say, the Riddler's awesome. The Riddler in this one, awesome. Okay, so then that Batman stuff I talked about happened. Um, after that, then it's the investigation of uh, the death, and everybody's just like mad-dogging Batman as he goes into a crime scene, an active crime, an active murder crime scene, you know, and it's just murder crime. You know about murder crime. Um, yeah, it just, uh, it became so... Uh, awkward and I think that's one of the things that I love the most about this movie um, let me start to wrap up these other details a little bit quicker um, so there's somebody going around killing political officials it's the Riddler um, these political officials are all like dying in terrible ways because they're all part of this cover-up and uh, Carmine Falcone uh, He's he's played by John Turturro in this movie, and it's really difficult to separate John Turturro, you know, 
it's really hard for me to take him as a uh, a serious dude. He doesn't seem like a serious dude to me. Uh, he doesn't. He's too silly. He's too goofy. Uh, anyway, he's also not a broad enough guy. He's not wide enough for him to be like, like, you know, intimidating in that factor. Because he's just, he doesn't have it. He's not a Carmine, Carmine Falcone, you know. Um, you need somebody with like, um, like the gravitas of a Brando. That dude was a, not only a big dude, but a big presence, you know. Anyway, um, I'm getting sidetracked. So, these murders keep happening, and then all of a sudden, um, Bruce Wayne's targeted for one of them, and instead of Bruce Wayne getting, you know, the kibosh, um, he gets, uh, saved by Alfred, really, in a way, and, uh, uncovers some stuff about his father having a connection to Falcone and having Falcone silence a reporter, which resulted in the reporter's death, so there's that. Um, it doesn't strike me first off Thomas Wayne is a doctor I don't know why the fuck he's running for mayor in this story so that doesn't I don't like that aspect of it um, they did have Martha Arkham which is an element of it that I like I'm still getting super sidetracked but um, so Batman since he wasn't exploded um, confronts Falcone brings Falcone out into the light, um, Riddler snipes out Falcone, Riddler then proceeds to get busted, Batman talks to the Riddler, confused for a little bit on whether or not he knows that he's Batman, he doesn't know, um, while they're in there, finds out that the Riddler's got a backup plan, or I guess not a backup plan, but has another step in his plan after getting arrested, he was going to blow up all the seawalls in Gotham City. I didn't even know Gotham City had seawalls, but he blows up the seawalls uh, with four, I think, four uh, van bombs. Um, not the shoes, the vans. Uh, and they flood the city. After flooding the city, Batman basically has to deal with a bunch of Riddler fanboys who dress like the Riddler and carry guns and are trying to snipe out the mayor. Um, they get to this big giant arena where the mayor's having this, I guess, mayor mayoral event. Um, also, too, it turns into basically uh, I guess a safe haven for people trying to get away from the flood but they really should be evacuating the city um, instead of grabbing everybody and putting them in one area because that place gets flooded too and uh, throughout this whole thing Batman ends up fighting all these Riddler doppelgangers and saves as many people as he can because he's the only one that really can um the GCPD are all fucked in this because everybody's corrupt um, and it ends 
I've left out Catwoman through a majority of this story, but it ends really with Catwoman going away, um, Batman sticking around, um, Gordon getting promoted, and um, the city rebuilding from the flood. Um, oh, on uh, the very end, you get to see the Riddler make friends with the Joker, and that's that's basically the story. Um, that's basically the story right there. Now, like I said earlier, that, that aspect of the story where Thomas Wayne becomes a mayor or be, is running for mayor and then thinks to have Falcone, a crime boss, silence a dude that he already tried to bribe, it's just stupid that Thomas Wayne would go to a mobster. It doesn't makes sense. This mobster, they leave, I leave out the point that he saved his life, which I believe does happen in a story called Wayne of Gotham. If you haven't listened to the audiobook Wayne of Gotham, check that shit out, man. It's, it's good. Um, let's see here. I'm a fan of all the audio, the Batman audiobook. No Man's Land is also about a flood. Um, <laughs> let's see here. What else is there? Um, let's get back into the movie. Okay, so the music, boy, they play the Nirvana song, Something in the Way, quite a bit. For this being a three-hour fucking movie, they play Nirvana quite a bit, and it's the same song. If you like that one Nirvana song, <laughs> uh, I used to. I used to like that song a lot. Um, I'm indifferent to it now. It's like, mm, you have good and bad memories for me. What do I do? The Batman theme was good, but I don't think it was used enough. Um, the costumes. I want to talk about the costumes real quick because the Selena Kyle Catwoman costume, perfect. Perfect. Her little hat, perfect. Um, the Batman costume, amazing. Awesome. I love that his bat symbol is detachable and he can use it as a knife. A knife! Fucking knife! That's awesome. Um... Yeah, the Penguin. The Penguin was Colin Farrell, played by Colin Farrell. Didn't look like him. Didn't, doesn't, does not look like him. Looks like the Penguin, though. I tell you what, he looks like the fucking Penguin. There is that, that aspect of it I really like. He did a great job, great performance. And just all around, just a good, um, a, a good, um, like role like it was it was well written it was well acted and uh it looked great like his he looked like like a dude that was trying to live above his means you know what i'm saying like a dude that was like hey man he ain't high society but he's trying his fucking hardest you know what i'm saying that's the nicest suit that he could find that fit him or whatever you know i don't know like he's just he didn't seem like a piece of shit like i don't know like the way that they depicted Oswald Cobblepot in the cartoon, the Batman, the animated series, it was really like he was um, an incompetent buffoon. And in this one, the Penguin's actually like legit, um, a legit obstacle slash um, worthy opponent. You know what I'm saying? Even when he knew Spanish better than Batman and Jim Gordon, that made me laugh so hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit man 
it was great. Um, let's see here. What else? What else happened? Um, oh, um, Zoe Kravitz did a great job. Zoe Kravitz did a great job. Um, fuck, what was the name of the guy that played Gordon? Damn it. He was also in, um, ah, damn it. What's his name? Ah, damn it. Give me a second here. Give me a second. Give me a second. I mean, fuck. It's um, it's a lot. It's a lot to process. Um, him just being out in the world. Uh, when he goes to the mayor's funeral and sees the mayor's son, uh, he's just like awkwardly standing there, staring at him. Not like a creep, but like um, just like a man that looks lost and confused. You know what I'm saying? Not like, you know, not like everybody else there who is just. I guess really occupied with paranoia. Like everybody there was just like freaked out. They're like, oh, it's Bruce Wayne. Anyway, man, this is weird. You know, this guy's killing all these people. The Riddler. Um, Paul Dano, Paul Dano did such a good job. I believe it's pronounced Dano, not Dano, but um, if I'm wrong, fuck it, I don't care. Um, I've heard him called Dano in commentaries before, and I think I've heard him say Dano, so book him. Anyway, um, everybody, like I said, did a great performance. Uh, Paul Dano, when he realized that Batman wasn't on his side and they weren't doing it together, he was like, no, no, no. It was very difficult for him to understand what the fuck was happening. Um, let's see here. Okay, moving on to the next thing that was probably my favorite fucking thing. Um, the car. The car, the Batmobile, is without a doubt one of my favorite things ever. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. I. It's like the Adam West car from the 60s got jacked up on steroids. It's fucking gnarly I want to do a whole episode about it and just talk about it and schematics about it like I'll do maybe a video about it because I fucking like it I like it a lot it's dope I think it stalls I'm pretty sure it stalls um when he's going to chase the penguin oh fuck dude that, ch that chase with him and the penguin it's awesome I mean I I could have watched it they could have played that in the movie twice and I'd have been like, yes! It was amazing to see the car really unleashed. And it was really only unleashed then. He was on a motorcycle for the majority of the movie. He's on a motorcycle. Like, he's always, like... Because it's true, you couldn't really just park a car all over town. Like, you can't. Like, you're gonna... It's gonna be, like, a very obvious. Like, oh, shit, there's Batman's car. But if you have a motorcycle, it's just a motorcycle. It's not really... It look, it's not until, like, you see it in the daylight, you're like, oh, shit, that's kind of, like... That actually looks kind of... Yeah, but... No, it's it's just a motorcycle. And it's it makes so much sense as to how he would get around the city. You know? Um, next, I want to talk about... Okay, here's ten reasons why this version of Zoe Kravitz's Catwoman is probably the the best Catwoman to be around. Number one, she's a cat person. 
number two. She's got a lot of cats. You can be a cat person and only have a couple of cats. She's right there on the verge of cat lady, which is perfectly fine if you ask me. Perfectly fine. Number three. She is a cat burglar. And a good one at that. Number four. She's got a hat with little pointy ears on it. But it's not like anything other than the design. It's not an add-on. She didn't stitch this one together. Although if she did, I bet you it would have looked good. The important thing is there's cat-shaped head on that woman's body. That reminds me of the Monster Squad and how they had a lady with a cat head. Anyway, moving on. What, what number am I at? Number five. She kicks ass and well, very well. Number six. She's a motorcycle enthusiast. Number seven. She can kick Batman's ass pretty damn good and he likes it. Number eight. She comes from a tragic background and she gets her some revenge. Number nine. She has good intentions. Number ten. She fits this Batman well. I don't feel like Anne Hathaway really had any chemistry with Christian Bale. I think it was bullshit. Yes, I honestly do. It was bullshit. I don't think she, I don't think at all in general, but I don't think she wanted to be there. It didn't seem like she gave a fuck. But this Zoe Kravitz genuinely gives a fuck. Gives a fuck about this Batman and wants to be with him but understands he belongs to the city and the city belongs to him so yeah that's 10 count on 10 reasons why Zoe Kravitz is the best cat woman to come around stick that in your smoke and pipe it that's right pipe it Batman's fighting technique is probably the most important thing a Batman can do while Batmaning. The most impressive thing I've ever seen a Batman do is Ben Affleck's Batman. When he was saving Martha and he fought like 20 dudes in a warehouse. Man. 
I'm sure if I go through and count all the dudes, it's maybe like more like 15. I gotta say though, it's amazing. You know what? I'm gonna watch it again. And then I'll get right back to you. All right. Alrighty then, ladies and germs. I'm pretty sure I was doing something, saying something, talking about Batman doing something to somebody. And you know what? There's some construction and some cats outside, so you're just going to have to deal with it in the best way, in the most positive way. This is my upbeat, positive voice, all right? This is how I sound when I'm being positive. Fuck's sake. So, like I was saying, Batman fighting, Ben Affleck saving Affleck or Affleck? Benifer saving Martha is without a doubt the coolest thing I think I've ever seen a Batman do. I've never seen a Batman do something cooler than take out like two dozen dudes in a warehouse, taking them out to dinner. No, taking them out like just blowing up their guns, fucking um, going all like hand-to-hand -hand combat with these fools, throwing, you know, wooden crates at a motherfucker's head, Bursting through walls, like, everything he did in that scene is everything I've ever wanted Batman to do. For the record, for the record, my Batman kills, just like my Superman kills. They do their best to save lives, but if they have to kill a motherfucker in order to save a life, they're doing it. Because those are the heroes that I grew up with. Heroes kill. That's how it is. There is some bullshit going around that Superman doesn't kill, Batman doesn't kill, and that's all well and good to think like that, but that's not the case. I love me a Superman that kills, and I love me a Batman that kills. Now, that being said, I'm almost positive that this motherfucker kills some of the joke, some of the Riddler knockoff guys. Like, some of the Riddler impersonators or Riddler uh, followers they uh, they just don't it just doesn't seem like they could take the abuse that Batman was doling out Batman used um, a dude wielding a gun to shoot other dudes wielding guns that's Batman using guns I don't care what you say and that being said he did that on a couple of occasions which I thought was necessary it was absolutely necessary for him to kill these motherfuckers so that being said all this being taken into consideration do I like Robert Pattinson's Batman as much as I like Ben Affleck's Batman and Michael Keaton's Batman Michael Keaton's Batman the notorious killer killed so many people so many clowns died because he just I mean, he threw dynamite in one clown's pants. He burned another dude with his jet engine car. There's, there's a lot of things that you can't avoid that, like, nah, those, those people are dead. They are dead. Um, when he blew up that factory in the first one, dead. Everybody in there, dead. Um, he did it like a drone strike, too. He just sent in his car. I mean, there had to have been people in that factory, right? There had to have been. Anyway, the important thing is... I like a Batman that kills. 
I think Robert Pattinson killed some motherfuckers in this when he was being Batman. Also, too, I like Batman being overwhelmed. I like that he could be held down, that it, you know, at a certain point it becomes him getting held down by his cape or just getting um, too many dudes dogpiling on top of him, you know, to where he, he has no no way to get away from it and it's just he's outnumbered he's just too outnumbered um the first instance where uh he had been knocked out um because of the explosion there was an explosion at the funeral of the mayor and when that bomb exploded pretty much in his face he got knocked out and when he wakes up he's got flashlight being put in his eyes by the gcpd and jim gordon's there and everybody, all these cops, there's like fucking 30 cops in a room and they're all just like trying to look underneath that mask. And it's like, enough of this, take off the mask. And it's like, no, 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 no. He gets up, he starts swinging left and right. Um, the commissioner at the time is just, uh, it, it's just, it's a it's a clusterfuck at the funeral because a, a car drives through the the. I guess church doors at the funeral and just it's it's fucked it's it's fucked from there on um that being said ah oh, fuck dude this is really one of those things that I didn't expect to uh for it to be so good like it was very well done overall the fighting I'm sorry I'm talking specifically about the fighting if I seem like I'm getting a little off track the fighting was well done. Again, I like a Batman that that can't do it all. That you know, you 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 see him get overwhelmed, and when he gets knocked out, and then the cops wake him up, the second time he almost gets knocked out, it's because he just took like a shotgun blast, like up close to the fucking chest, and he was dangling for his life. And then here, Catwoman comes and saves him, pulls him up onto the fucking uh, balcony or whatever it is. And he's just about to pass out, and she's like, it's okay, it's okay. And he's like, cool, I'm just going to take a few minutes here. And then wham, she starts getting fucking attacked. As soon as she starts getting attacked, he's like scrambling to get this vial of what I'm pretty sure was adrenaline, but it could have been venom. It would have been a very cool way to introduce the venom uh, toxin, or the venom, I guess, chemical into the... Batman world because Venom is the chemical that gives Bane his super like amped up jacked up steroid abilities you know it's like he gets his roid rage from Venom but uh, it definitely seemed like you know it was uh, either adrenaline or Venom but it was fucking awesome he had a little like circle on his uh, thigh that was just perfect for the vial and he just like slammed it in there and like turned it and it just drained into his leg and he was like you know, that was, that was exactly what happened. So, when that happened and he's all wailing on the dude that was wailing on uh, Catwoman, like, she gets choked out a lot in this movie. Um, she gets choked, not choked out, but she gets choked quite a bit in this movie. Um, Batman's just so fucking rowdy in this movie, just knocking the fuck out of dudes. Um, very good fight scenes. Every shot from the trailer you saw him kicking somebody's ass, it's better in the movie than it is in the trailer because you get to see the buildup, you know. Um, it's just awesome. It's very awesome. Um, 
that being said, let's see, I've talked about him passing out. I talked about the adrenaline shot. The last thing I want to cover, uh, one of the last things I want to cover is the vengeance nickname. I really like the vengeance nickname. Hey, vengeance. Hey, vengeance. Hey, vengeance. Um, it was great up until one of the Riddler's goons, um, they asked him who his name, what his name was, and he said, Vengeance. And Batman was like, Ew, don't you dare. How dare you? And, uh, I don't know, I just, I thought it was great. Um, overall, would I recommend this movie? 100%. Is the runtime a bit too much? No, it's not. It's, it's a movie. The longer the better, you know? Um, because it's the only one you're gonna get, you know what I'm saying? You're not gonna get another first Batman movie like this. It's not like they're gonna do the Batman, you know, other world or what that would be cool though if they did an alternate universe Batman thing. But um I really think that it's worth your time. It's definitely worth your time to check out this movie. For a bunch of different reasons. Even if you just like a little bit of Batman and you really, really like like police procedurals, then you'll really like this. Um if you like a lot of Batman, you're going to love this. If you like a little bit of Batman, you're going to like this. All right. Um, I'm probably going to say some other stuff later on. Thank you. For the record, I called Brando a big dude earlier. He was 5'9". Five 5'9". Nine. Five nine. Big dude. 5'9". Why dude? 5'9". Stout, dense, five nine. For the record, John Tuturo, six one. You know what? Get ready for an episode where I talk about all the celebrities that I'm the same height as. But guess what? I'm taller than John Tuturo. All right then. Okay, so I want you to join me. I fell down a height hole, but let's call it a tall hole because that sounds dirty and I like the way that sounds. It's a tall hole. Check out the tall hole on that. That's a nice tall hole. You, you got it. <laughs> okay, all right. Get your tall hole together. Get, get your hole ready. Are you ready? Okay, so from shortest to tallest, here we go. Number one. 5'9", we've got Michael Keaton. That's right, Batman himself. Who would have thought? In number two spot, we've got, at 5'11", George Jorge Clooney. That's right, Jorge, taller than Keaton. All right, coming in at number three. I guess really tied for three, but three and four, both whopping it up, whopping it up, that's... Six foot even, Val Kilmer and Christian Bale. Six foot even. Coming in at number five, we've got Robert Pattinson's Bat Pat at six foot one. That's right, he's six foot one. Coming in at number six, we've got the very awesome Adam West at six foot two. That's right, Adam West. Six foot two. How about that? He's as tall as the host of this show. I'll tell you what. Twice as handsome. All right. Then, bonus, 
the guy who played Batman's voice in Batman the Animated Series, Kevin Conroy, also a whopping six feet two inches, don't you know? And coming in at number seven, the tallest man to stick his head in that cowl and kick people's asses would be Ben Affleck at six foot four inches of Batman. That's right. Anyway, I fell down this height hole, this tall hole. Get your tall hole ready. Yeah, that's a tall hole. Isn't that crazy? I was just wondering which one was taller, you know. Doesn't matter, I guess, but how about that? Alrighty, folks, I think that's going to go ahead and wrap up this week's episode. I talked about the Batman quite a bit. Um... Please stay tuned for more crazy and wacky episodes. I have an interview coming up with uh, a very special guest, and that's going to go over swimmingly. I also have, um, coming up for my 200th episode, I'm going to do 100 facts about Adrian Lozano. Um, That should also go over swimmingly. And um, as always, this is a comedy podcast intended for the purposes of humor, the likes of which you've never seen before. Also, remember, if you did learn something during the course of listening to this show, use it. Use it against somebody you love in a good way. Yes. Also, don't forget to check me out on YouTube and TikTok. Also, you can see pictures of me on Instagram at Lozano Show, um, on Twitter at Lozano Show, and everywhere else Adrian Lozano show Um, as always I will probably never see you but I will speak to you again in the future from the past you have been listening to the Adrian Lozano show Jeffrey Wright Jeffrey Wright plays Jim Gordon and he is Awesome. Very awesome.